Hey folks, it's the Stephen or Else Podcast, the podcast that smells like cheese. Episode number six of the Stephen or Else podcast. I am, of course, Stephen, and this is my podcast. Let's do some announcements before we really just jump into this freaking podcast with both feet, maybe an arm and a, some back fat. I don't know. The first thing that I am just so freaking excited to announce, and I gave you a little foreshadowing there with the theme song. When the theme song came in, a little foreshadowing. There is just all kinds of Monty Python on Netflix right now, y'all. All All kinds of Monty Python. Now, I can't find the Holy Grail. That doesn't seem to be on Netflix. I can't find the meaning of life or a now for something completely different. The way I understood it, everything that is Monty Python is supposed to be on Netflix, but I can't find those three movies. But that's all right, because I got those on DVD. But there is just all kinds of stuff. And we'll talk about what all's on there when we get to the TV segment. But I, I want to say I did watch already something called The Meaning of Monty Python. And it was pretty neat. And we'll talk about that again later when we get to the later stuff. Uh, the only other announcement I have is that we have a new patron. Arthur. Arthur's a new patron. Arthur, you join John in the elite ranks of patronage. And you now have immediate access to my other podcast called My Other Podcast. It's over there on the Patreon, and it's just for you, the patrons. I encourage the rest of you, if you want to get in on this whole My Other Podcast thing, a dollar a month. That's the minimum. The maximum, $2 a month. I'm not asking for a lot, and you're getting some stuff. You're getting at least one extra episode every single week of My Other Podcast. We've actually got two episodes out there right now, and I recorded a third one last night that's going to release on Friday. And in those last two episodes, I'm talking about movies from the 90s. So those are fun. So now that the announcements are out of the way, let's get to news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by Triambla Cortex 323, the once-a-day pill for people who suffer from minor discomfort in the pinky toe of their left foot. Tell me, are you tired of feeling moderate to almost no pain at all two or three times a year in the pinky toe of your left foot? Do you find that not a year goes by that you feel an almost slight twinge in the pinky toe of your left foot while putting on a pair of socks? Have you ever kicked a football with your bare left foot and found seconds later that you could still feel the sting in your pinky toe? Well, now it's time to say goodbye to all of that minor discomfort thanks to try. Triambla Cortex 323. But don't take our word for it. I'm Skip, and I suffer from mild discomfort in the pinky toe of my left foot. 
27 years ago, I stubbed the pinky toe of my left foot on a bookshelf in my bedroom. It was dark, and I thought I could get through to the bathroom without any light. That was my mistake, and I've been paying for it ever since. After that night, whenever the temperature drops below zero and I step outside to quickly grab the paper and my socks, I find that before I can even get to the end of the driveway, the minor discomfort has not only returned, it's spread to the entire foot. Sometimes it's in both feet. But thanks to Triambla Cortex 323, that incredibly mild pain is gone. Heck, I can walk through the snow in my bare feet and not feel a thing. In fact, I can't feel anything at all anymore. Not even towards other people. Triambla Cortex 323. Because little to no pain at all, just a few times a year can sometimes be just a little too much. Call your doctor now and demand that you be put on Triambla Cortex 323 today. Triambla Cortex 323 should never be taken with any other medication. Triambla Cortex 323 should never be taken on the same day that you've eaten chicken. Triambla Cortex 323 should never be taken between the hours of 5.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Triambla Cortex 323 has been known to cause instant paralysis in 85% of patients. Triambla Cortex 323 has been known to cause blood to flow freely from the eye sockets of 86% of patients. Triambla Cortex 323 has been known to cause attacks by rabid wild badgers in 94% of patients. Triambla Cortex 323... Oh, never mind. So it seems that Marvel is going to publish three ongoing Conan comics in 2019. In January, we're going to, we're going to get uh, Conan the Barbarian. In February, we're going to get the Savage Sword of Conan. And in March, we'll get Age of Conan. Uh, so far, all they've announced is the, the creative team on Conan the Barbarian. And uh, but nothing else on the other two. I'm actually I I've been trying to get into a Conan book since I was just a wee little nipper, and so now I got three chances to do it. So I'm going to keep my eye out for those trades. Next news story: Amazon gives series order to Wheel of Time TV show. This is one of those news stories that both excites me and frustrates me at the same time. Back in February, I believe, it was announced that Amazon Prime, the streaming service, had they had bought the rights to uh, various properties, The Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't remember some of the others, but the Wheel of Time series is one of those uh, that they bought the rights to. And this is a book series by Robert Jordan. Uh, it, he actually died while he was writing it. He had it all mapped out and, and outlined out but he died before the last two or three books were done. So Brandon Sanderson came in and finished it up. And it's a great series. I actually haven't finished it. So I guess I'm going to have to finish it before this, before this series starts. But we don't know when the series is going to start. All we know is that first they bought the rights and now they've given the order to actually make the series. So hopefully we'll get some, some, some more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? some better information at some point in the future, uh, like some casting news. And, you know, I actually would be happy not to hear anything else about it again until it's ready to start airing. That's the, these little bits and bops of, of tiny bits of news every once in a while. Okay, so first we bought the right. Oh, hey, now we're going to make the series. Oh, we bought the film. We bought the film that we're going to film it on, and we got a couple of microphones. I don't care. I want to. I just want to watch it. Good morning. I wanted to welcome y'all back to your second week of training here at Solutions Incorporated. You'll notice that once again, we will be conducting our training in a restaurant. 
This has nothing to do, I assure you, with someone's inability to find a good office environment sound file. Now this week, we brought you to this mediocre eating establishment because all across this great nation of ours, we're celebrating customer service week. And this is our way to thank you for what you do for us each day. Of course, y'all are in training, so you haven't actually done anything worthy of reward. Yes, thank you, Abner. In fact, had y'all been through training already and out there on the phone dispensing customer service with the skill of a seasoned veteran employee, y'all would be at Funland with the rest of the company riding roller coasters and eating funnel cakes and such. Yes, again, thank you, Abner. Instead, you're stuck here with us in this dismal back room in this dirty eating hole. It ain't dirty, Abner. I'd like to ride a roller coaster. I think that's enough, Abner. I'd like some funnel cake. Abner. But no, I have to be here with you and all your stupid faces. I have to sit here looking at you people and pretend that I'm proud of how much you've learned. When in fact, ain't one of you worthy enough to lick the crumbs out of my keyboard. I apologize, folks. Why the company is wasting its time and money on you people is beyond me. Most of you don't even know the difference between a mouse and a hole in your head. I mean, what about you, Stan? Me? How many more times do we have to reset your password? You log into that dang computer three times a day and you can never remember your darn password. I know my password. The computer keeps changing it. Come on, Stan. Seriously? That's the story you're going with? The computer is changing your password? Well... Get out of my sight, man. I can't stand to look at you. That's enough, Abner. Don't you think you're being a little unfair? 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 Bacon-wrapped turkey legs, Virgil. Bacon-wrapped turkey legs. What? Funland has bacon-wrapped turkey legs the size of my forearm. Okay, Abner, I get it. You think I want to be here any more than you do? I borrowed against my 401k, Virgil. I bought new pants with one of them elastic waists. This is going to be my year, Virgil. Bacon-wrapped turkey legs. I think maybe we should take a short break. Think of the children, Virgil. Think of the children. Uh, Netflix apparently is going to be adapting the Chronicles of Nardia. Nardia? Narnia for both books and... uh, Man, I can't talk. It's freaking hot. I just want to say real quick uh, that I was looking at the forecast for the week. Because as you know, I record in this truck and it gets hot in here. Last week it was beautiful. It was a wonderful time. Uh, So the high today is going to be 89. The high tomorrow, 61. I actually contemplated pushing the episode back a day, but I didn't because I love y'all. So Netflix will be adapting the Chronicles of Narnia books for TV and film. This again is another one of those, hey, uh, the headline, really, that's all the information we have. We're going to put a bunch of other crap in the story, but really the most substantive information we have is right there in the headline. Beyond that, (laughs) we we don't know anything at all. And then here's a little something I ran into from USA Today. The the headline reads, California startup builds indoor farm run by robots. Then it says a Silicon Valley startup is ready to sell vegetables grown by robots in its indoor farm. Iron Ox wants to build robot farms near cities to supply restaurants and supermarkets with fresh produce. Other automated indoor farms haven't panned out. You know, I think it's great that Tech companies are trying to help the world in this fashion, but have we learned nothing from sci-fi? We seem to qu- we seem to keep just jumping in uh, without any thought, just to create some freaking robots that do stuff and artificial intelligence. And before you know it, we, the human race, are walking around in a virtual reality world 
while our bodies are encased in pink goo and we are used as batteries for our robot overlords. So the one thing I would say to all you tech companies and scientists and, and all you smart folks out there, read some science fiction. They're more than just entertainment. They're warnings for our future. Read and heed. That's all I'm saying. So let's talk about some comics. What is your favorite thing in the world? Comics. Yes. Comics! No, 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 wait. Tell me about comics. So I failed miserably when it comes to the comic book I'm going to talk about this week. I mentioned last week that we were going to talk about Astro City, Life in the Big City, and we're still going to do that. But the trade collects the first six issues. I only read the first three. I've been busy. I have been busy. But I did read three of the issues, and I've read enough to know that I am enjoying the book. Now, this is written by Kurt Busick with art by Brent Anderson, covers by Alex Ross. That part, the Alex Ross part, becomes really important in what we're going to talk about here in a bit. But the little blurb I found for the book is, Welcome to Astro City, a shining city on a hill where superheroes patrol the skies. So this trade, the, the, the first six issues, or at least the first three that I read, and from what I can tell for the other three, the, each issue is a standalone story featuring one superhero from Astro City. The first uh, issue focuses on the Samaritan. He's kind of the, he's the Superman. We'll just use it in that terms. He is the Superman of Astro City. And issue one is just basically a day in the life of the Samaritan. It starts out, he's dreaming that he's flying naked. And he dreams that he flies because... The only time he really gets to fly for pleasure is in his dreams. Otherwise, if he's flying, it's because he is going somewhere to save somebody or coming back from somewhere to save somebody. And he spends the entire issue just back and forth, saving people. Boom, 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 boom. Stopping disaster, saving this, saving that. And it actually reminds me a bit about the short story that that, that I wrote for uh, Harold and I to do in a short comic book called Priorities which is a, a Captain Might story that it also has him all day, boom, 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 going from one catastrophe to another. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a nice issue. It gave, gave you a, just a bit of information on this guy uh, and some of his powers and um, a look into his personal life, which apparently is non-existent, which has to be kind of sad for a superhero. The second issue... Um, I don't quite remember too much. It was set back in the 40s, I believe, uh, post, post-World post War II, I think. So 40s or 50s. And it's uh, <clears throat> a news guy who is new. He in, in the present time, he's the editor of the, the big paper in Astro City. And he's telling a new reporter the story about when he was a new reporter. And he couldn't, you know, he had to find a story. He was looking for his big scoop. And he ends up following a group of villains into a subway, an abandoned subway tunnel because he can smell a story. And they have a dead shark with them, which they use to open up a portal to another world with some kind of weird demon guy that 
has uh, shark soldiers, and a superhero group shows up to put a stop to it, and the guy goes back and he writes the whole story. He gives it to his editor, and his editor says, you can't use this because you can't verify any of this. You're the witness, but were there any other witness? You need to be able to verify this. And in the end, his story came down to a dead shark was found on the tracks in the subway, and we don't know where it came from. And it was, it was a nice little story. Again, it, it opened up the world a little bit more with, some, you know, introduced uh, introduced you to some, some of the different heroes, or at least the heroes that were, were around back then. Um, <clears throat> the third story was about a vigilante. Goodness gracious. See, this is where I'm failing you because I've, I've, uh, I've had to really kind of rush to read these so I could have something to talk about. It's the clown guy. I think his name is um, Jack in the Box. And he's a clown dude. It's actually told, told by the point of view of, of a, like a lesser known, a, a street thug, <clears throat> basically. He is, he somehow manages to catch Jack in the Box taking his mask off so he can see what he looks like. And then he figures out who he is. And he's gonna, he wants to sell this information to one of the big crime lords. And then realizes in the end that he can't because the guy will probably just kill him instead of pay him. And he's very paranoid the whole book. Every he, he the Jack in the Box keeps showing up in various places, and he thinks it's because Jack in the Box knows that he knows who he is and he's after him. But really, it's just because he hangs out with criminals, and Jack in the Box is there to uh, stop the criminals. So Jack in the Box is like the Batman of this of this world, but he's like a Batman crossed with a Joker. It's really weird. Um, but it was a good story. And the thug ends up at the at the end of the story. He just leaves the city. He's just like, I can't. This was not the big ticket payday I was hoping for. And uh, so I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave the city. That's about the only thing I can do. So the first three issues were really good. And <clears throat> in the end, it kind of inspired me because I'm writing, I'm writing a book called The Mighty. It's about some superhero characters that both uh, I and Harold C. Janet III Created, We were going to do a whole comic book, but uh, in the end, didn't have enough time to do it. So I have decided to make a novel out of it. And I, I'm about a third, a quarter, the third of the way into it, and I'm a little stuck. And this has kind of inspired me to maybe what I should do is just stop where I'm at right now. I, I have already started adapting the, the show, the, the short comic priorities into a short story. Maybe I should finish that and then pick some of these heroes that we've created for this world and just write short stories about them. And I can collect that and put it out there. And once I have a better handle on who these heroes are and the world in which they live, then maybe that'll help me finish up this book. Um, I should also say that Astro City is a book that I've been told for years that I should read. And I remember it coming out back uh, when I used to work at this comic book store. And I was really excited when I saw it because I, I believe Marvels had come out already. And so here's another book by Kurt Busick, and it's got Alex Ross on it. Holy crap. And in my ignorance, because I was an idiot back then, I picked the book up, the first issue, and I open it up. And I'm like, wait a minute. Alex Ross isn't doing any of the artwork inside. Pass. And I just never have never gone back to it. So I didn't give the interior art any chance at all. I open it up. That's not Alex Ross. Pass. Like I would expect, I, I don't know. I guess I expected Alex Ross to do a monthly book. How's that going to happen? He fully paints everything. 
So I just ignored it for these all these many years. And finally, I picked up that first trade. The, the art in it is really good. It's very classic style. Uh, and it's a good book. I'm going to finish it, and I'm going to keep going on. Harold, my friend Harold Janet, he's been urging me to read this for a long time. And uh, Harold, I'm finally reading it. I just, I just haven't even finished the first trade, and I'll, I'll keep going from there as long as I can find the trades. So that was my comic book for the week, Astro City, and I give it a big giant thumbs up because I enjoyed it. Of course, I, I probably won't do a lot of talking about books I didn't enjoy because what's the point? So let's talk about some movies and some TV, most especially Monty Python. So out this week on the streaming services from Hulu, we've got RoboCop 1 and 2, Ace Ventura 1 and 2, and Galaxy Quest. Really looking forward to watching Galaxy Quest again, and I'm going to try to get Palin to watch it with me. Rana won't because it involves space, but uh, I think I can get Palin to watch it. On Prime this week, Full Metal Jacket. Now, when I say this week, I mean between since last Wednesday. Crackle has both Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and the freaking Blues Brothers, so that's awesome. And then Netflix, V for Vendetta, The Green Mile, Blade 1 and 2, The Free State of Jonas, which looks really good, or The Free State of Jones, did I write that correctly? Blazing Saddles, Empire Records, and more Monty Python than you can shake a stick at. All I'm saying, Virgil, is that I could be halfway into a beautiful food coma by now. I understand, Abner, but you can't be taking it out on the trainees. You're right, Virgil. You're right. I apologize, everyone. I didn't mean what I said. You really have been doing great. Even you, Stan. In fact, I don't know that I've seen a class come so far in such a small amount of time. It's just... Abner tends to lead with his stomach, folks. That's true. Always has been. You remember that time in Paducah? You mean with them squirrels? That's the time... (laughs) Those squirrels thought they could pull a fast one on you. Yeah, until I got my hands on that barbecue sauce. You know what, Virgil? We should start our own podcast. Podcast? Yeah, you know, an episodic series of digital audio or video files which a user can download in order to listen to. It is often available for subscription. So that new episodes are automatically downloaded via web syndication to the user's own local computer, mobile application, or portable media player. I know what a podcast is, Abner, but when would we have time to record a podcast? I'm just saying, Virgil, between the two of us, we got all kinds of stories to tell. I mean, dang, Virgil, don't you remember that weekend we spent locked in the convention center after all them zombies... I agree we have some good stories to tell, Abner, but I have a wife and kids. You have a wife and kids. We both have day jobs. You have a night job in that novel you're trying to finish, and I'm trying to produce that musical. When would we find the time? Will there be any more learning today? Stan, I swear, if you open your mouth one more time, I'm going to climb in there and use that little thing hanging down on the back of your throat as a punching bag. What's that thing called? The uvula. The uvula? You sure about that? Pretty sure. He's right. It's the uvula. Dang it, Stan. I'll punch your uvula so hard that you'll wish you had seven of them. What does that even mean? I don't know, Stanley. I do not know. So I watched this uh, 
this Monty Python thing. Uh, and so I woke up Tuesday morning. I had about 45 minutes to kill before I came to work. See all this Monty Python that's available, and I just didn't know where to start. Should I start with the TV show? Should I start with the, one, with the Life of Brian? Should I start with one of the documentaries? And in the end, I started with um, this thing called The Meaning of Monty Python. And the reason I started with it is because everything else that's on there, I've already seen. So I started with The Meaning of Monty Python, and it it's, was filmed uh, or recorded 30 years after The Meaning of Life, brought together all the surviving Pythons in the same room except for Eric Idle, who was still in England and uh, or in America. John Cleese, I believe, lives, lives in America now too, but apparently he was in England for this. So, But uh, Eric Idle, who had to get up at 2 a.m. in the morning to join them via satellite. And so it was Terry Jones, Michael Palin, John Cleese, Eric Idle, and Terry Gilliam. And they originally just started out talking about the meaning of life and the movie and how they came about writing it. And they talked about uh, that it was just a really fun discussion because they each of them would remember different sketches that had been written that they never used in the movie. And they all agreed, this is, why didn't, why didn't we put that in the movie? I mean, the, we liked the movie okay, but I think we just rushed into it. And there were all these great sketches that we wrote. And wouldn't it be fun to, to do a whole nother movie with all these new sketches and and I, I, I second that emotion, uh, but it was, it was, it was about an hour long, really good, uh, just watching them sit around and have fun with each other, just be in each other's company and, and talk to each other and crack jokes at each other. And it was just, it was a really fun, uh, little hour long thing, very intimate and, uh, just some some pretty decent information in there. It does make me want them to, to do another movie, but I do feel that they're all a bit old. And of course, Terry Jones at this point is suffering from dementia. So really at this point, there's only four of them left. And But I think it would be great if they could get together with some maybe some animators and just do some Monty Python animation and they do the voices. You know, that would be awesome. And I do understand, the way I understand is uh, the... Uh, there's supposed to be new stuff, new Monty Python stuff coming to Netflix at some point. I don't know what any of that new stuff is, but whatever it is, anything new, I'm all for. So here's what they've got so far. Here's what I've been able to find on Netflix. Life of Brian. They have, according to my Just Watch app, Meaning of Life is supposed to be on there, but I can't find it. Uh, they have all uh, 45 episodes of the TV show. They have both German episodes. They have Live at the Hollywood Bowl. They have the Parrot Sketch Not Included uh, Best Of special that I think was either on Showtime or HBO that had Steve Martin in it. And it was just a, basically a clip show, all the best of Monty Python. And it was filmed just before. It was to celebrate their 20th anniversary. It was filmed just before their 20th anniversary. So Graham Chapman was still alive. And then the actual Pythons are in it for maybe 30 seconds. And uh, Graham does not look very good, unfortunately. Um They've also got the, uh, I think it's a six episode or four episode documentary, Almost the Truth, which is the, probably the, the most current uh, documentary that they have out there. And it's really good. It's really thorough. And if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of Monty Python at all, you really need to see it. Uh, Monty Python's Personal Best is on there, which is six episodes that they put together for PBS. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was a really big thing. Monty Python was coming back to PBS. That's, you know, that's how they were introduced to us in the Mercas was coming to PBS. And so to celebrate that, 
they put together these six episodes called per- The Personal Best, like Eric Idle's Personal Best. But it wasn't just Eric Idle's sketches. It was like Eric Idle said, these are my favorite sketches. And that's what each of them did. And so that's what they put together. So Eric, one of Eric Idle's favorite sketches may feature Michael Palin, you know, and vice versa and whatnot. So those are, those are just best of, uh, you know, clip shows, but they're kind of fun. I think they have uh, Monty Python Conquers America documentary and then something called Before Python documentary. That actually, I believe, I have not seen as well. So that's probably going to be the next one that I watch. So it's going to be all about Monty Python this month. So just expect, I'm not going to make every episode just nothing but Monty Python, but there's going to probably be Monty Python mentioned all month long. October is and forever will be Monty Python Month. The first show aired in October, and we lost Graham Chapman in October. So Monty Python Month, October, every year. Write it on your calendar. Get ready for it because we're doing it up this this week, and we're doing it up all month long on the Stephen or Else podcast. And that's TV and movies, and that's all I got for you. So how about we just outro this show and just move on with our lives? The sound effects used in the Franks and Bean sketches come, the, come from the soundbible.com. The theme song, until it was interrupted by the Monty Python theme song, is Expendable by Trinity X. You can find it and other songs by the band at atomiczombierecords.bandcamp.com. A little secret, Trinity X was a band I was in. That's me playing on that song like 30 years ago. With the exception of the comics intro, the rest of the music in this episode is from George Harab. Look him up at georgeharab.com. Also, you know what? Let me know what you think about the show. You can do this in a number of ways. You can email me at stephenorelse at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the episode over at stephenorelse.com. You can leave a comment on the episode over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash stephenorr. You can also leave an iTunes review. Or if any of the other podcasting services you subscribe to the to the show through, if they have a way to leave a review, leave a review. But otherwise, go to iTunes, leave a review, tell me what you think of the show. And heck, you know what? You're probably just like me and everybody else in this world. You have a you have a phone. You have a smartphone. Record a message on your smartphone. Email it to me. I'll play it on the freaking show. As long as there ain't no cursing, as I don't do cursing here on this show. So that's it. That's the show. Tight little bundle, tight little bundle of fun over here at Stephen or Else. A reminder about the Patreon if you want to get in on my other podcast. All you got to do is commit to a dollar a month. A dollar a month, and that gets you at least an extra episode every week. This week, you're getting three extra episodes if you're a patron. And every week, you'll get at least one extra episode from the My Other Podcast podcast. So until next week, I'm Stephen. This is Stephen or Else. I want to thank you all for joining me, coming along with me on this little journey of podcasting fun. But until next week, I want you all to just go out there today and watch some Monty Python. And then tell me about it. Tell me what you think about Monty Python. See you next week. You happy now? As a clam, Virgil. As a clam. I can't believe I'm a fun land. Abner, you're at Funland every weekend. Well, sure, but today's Monday, Virgil. I ain't never been to Funland on a Monday. Let's go get you one of them bacon-wrapped turkey legs. Can't wait.
I bet they're even better on a Monday. Why would they be any better on a Monday? Because Monday is one to cook them. credit card bill.